Hello, I'm Scott Sosner. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where we sorry is just two letters, because it should be four people all together. It should be four letters and we. Because me, you, Evan, and Medina. We're what what is he this. talking about? I am excited. Four horsemen. We got a team, man. Yes, we have a team. And there's always one person who's late to the locker room for <laughs> practice. And today, that would be you, Michael Barr. I'm still confused about that whole we I had and four the four letters, people. We, I mean, and I'm like yeah, trying to do yeah, math. Yeah. I can't figure it out. Anyway. No, 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 Medina, you're not confused. That's the thing. <laughs> you're not the con- don't, Do not make that mistake. You are not confused. Hey, we're going to explore the big money <laughs> issues uh-huh. in the world of sports. We really are. So let's start with uh, big gambling deals. NHL, the Devils, the 76ers. This is looking good. We're going to have a sports cafe. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be good. I just want to see bars sitting. I We really have to do this. Like, we have to go to one of these games and just sit in the gambling. I mean, you can't place the bet. Oh, yes. yes oh, you can. can. Yeah, yeah, you, you can. can. Now. Yeah. You can. I was thinking, like, which one? Yes. I'm like, wait, where are we? We're Jersey. Yes, yeah. in Jersey we can. <laughs> I, I, we got to go with you. I could just see you, like, just. Chowing down, placing bets. Are we, we going to make this? Are we all going to make this like a, a date where we all just go? Well, I, I mean, I say yes, but I always hearken back to the day where uh, Eben was like a mile from your house and didn't let you know. So it's really hard for me to say whether Eben will be in or out. Oh yeah, you were right there at the faux share, man. It's like, not the faux share, but the Dimmick. Yeah. yeah, the Dimmick, man. Hey, did man, not call been. Michael Barr. They have good burgers at the Dimmick. I love the burgers at the see, This is what I want. I want to see Barr with his burger. And what, what, do, what do you like in the uh, Georgia Southern game? <laughs> <laughs> can you play? Can you, what do you push the button because my hands are full of sauce? What's the spread? <laughs> what? <laughs> but this is big. I mean, uh, the it, NHL it, follows yeah. followed the NBA. And I love these exclusive deals that aren't really exclusive. You get to say you're the official partner and all that. But the fact remains the league can still go out and sign plenty of other deals. Yeah, there's NHL signed a, a league-wide deal with MGM uh, earlier this week. Uh, teams are still allowed to do their own stuff, which we've seen with the Devils twice in the past week. Uh, it's similar to the NBA deal in that, as, as Scott said, it's not exclusive. You know, there will be other partners that that, that partner with uh, gambling houses and sports books that, that are going to partner with the NHL, just like there will be with the NBA. Uh, the NHL is going a little differently, though. We've talked about you know the the integrity fees that that baseball and basketball sought so much. Uh, NHL is, has has distanced itself from that. They're not interested in that. The NBA's deal with MGM included a portion of buying that exclusive data. NHL did not have that. Well, the um, NHL owns, is going to own the that NHL data. is yeah. building its own right. data, not in the way that NFL is. They're not putting chips on players yet. Um, they're doing a player tracking system. But that, the, but the NFL does have that with Sport Radar. They're just not releasing a lot sure. of that data. Specifically, things like ooh, um, I don't know. Uh, Impact. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure the NFL wants that data out there right Zebra now. Zebra Technologies yeah. is the company with the, with the chips in in player shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. Yeah. Um, the NHL is you know embracing that that future. You know where maybe there will be betting on, and this isn't happening yet, despite what you may read. There may be betting on the hardest shot taken in an NHL game. You know? I got Shea or, Weber. Or who the, you got? Or the fastest? Vicky uh, <laughs> Subban. Dar- Darnell Nurse. Speaking of which, last uh, night, by the way, a bar. You're like this was cool, right? Yeah. Well, I flick on the game last night and. You know, obviously, I follow hockey probably closer than the others because of my son. But it didn't occur to me until one brother took a shot on the other brother that P.K. Subban was playing against Malcolm Subban last night. 
like, man. Imagine that's growing a, up. You know, you're always uh, playing, and then here you are in the NHL, and one brother's taking a shot against the other brother. Give your teammates a scouting report. Yeah, yeah exactly. His weak glove side. Yeah, it doesn't move well laterally. <laughs> yeah, it just. This, this is like, for you putting that frog in my bed, and then you, you know, I, I like that stuff. Man. Yeah, that's all. I mean, apropos of nothing other than he said that, and it just sparked. My, my thought. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I just that. That's what would have happened in the bar house. Frog in my bed. What, where'd you get frog? Mud in my, in bed? my boots. Yeah, you, you've never played that trick. Oh God. No, I mean, I, I had friends that was. Here comes over, the bar music right about now. Is we were inserting the special bar music. And we would sometimes we we would catch frogs in uh, the backyard sometimes, and sometimes we were a little naughty. And you'd put them in the bed. And we'd put them in the bed. I guess it's better than snakes. And oh yeah, or a you, horse you head. No, you yeah. Won't, you yeah, won't, there you won't. You, you won't see me touch a snake. Look at Medina going a little Godfather on us. Yeah, yeah so of man. course. Yeah. I know some references. Of course. Uh, excuse me. Uh, show Monday, off. Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, we should make her do what the podcast available every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We should have Medina do it. I, I'm sorry, Evan, were you speaking? <laughs> I don't even know. Because we already know I interrupt. I blacked out shortly after the frog was in the bed. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I like that. We got to do that, man. That's pretty good. Um, the next topic. Now, this one is Here we go. Serious. Bar was going serious. This one is I, serious. I, I, love, I love one. But, well, I mean, yes, we did have. It, this yeah, is. Yeah. This is about Maryland football coach. D.J. Durkin, this got a lot of people upset about this because they allowed to uh, keep him. But we got to explain what led up to this because, uh, remember, there was a 19-year-old who died. Yeah, one of his players died during practice. So... (laughs) And ESPN is, had a report of a toxic culture yeah. at Maryland football. and Which Maryland looked into and agreed with everything except for use of the word toxic culture. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they described it pretty much as a toxic culture report, without the words. The report even admits that there was negligence in this kid's death. He, he d- didn't need to happen, um, but people on the field made bad choices. It led to a, a player dying, which you know is the worst possible scenario in college sports. You know, other things get more attention, but this is the worst thing that can happen. Yes, in my opinion, if you are an no, athletic, that's not your opinion. Coach, yeah, literally, an, yeah, an this is not your, this would, I think we'd have a, a unanimous quorum here. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that this guy and and the athletic director, both of them, are staying in their jobs. I'll read something real quick from the board of regents chair Jim Brady from their press conference on Tuesday. Um, During D.J. Durkin's tenure, the athletic department lacked a culture of accountability, did not provide adequate oversight of the football program, and did not provide Mr. Durkin with the tools, resources, and guidance necessary to support and educate a first-time head coach in a major conference. And and those guys keep their jobs. Great, you're all great. You're all out of work. Exactly. Well, it looks like we need to we need to clean house, and yet everybody stays. What the university president may be leaving now. Wallace Lowe is he still the president? Yeah, I I believe president's title. It seems as if he. Isn't on board with the decision. He kept referring to the Board of Regents. Well, didn't refer to DJ Durkin didn't refer, by name. Would not refer to the coach by name. Right. Yeah. It, we see college scandals pop up a bunch, um, and, and it seems obvious why the wrong decision gets made, right? It's usually for money. Um, it's harder to see the money threads here. You know, this team is not going to recruit well. They're going to be bad for a while. It seems as though boosters, if you read the news in the past couple of days, People who donate money to the, to the to the athletic department don't seem all that happy either. 
you know, Maryland is in financial trouble. It's a little harder to see the threads where, you know, you look at Urban Meyer and what happened earlier this year. You can understand why, you know, there's a huge financial hit coming to Ohio State if Urban yeah. Meyer steps down. Um, you don't really see the same connection here with, with Maryland. What say you, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Evan, yep. but what say Kevin Plank in all this? When mm. I think when I think Maryland, I think Kevin Plank. I mean, he's, they have the apparel. They... Sure, yeah. The, I I don't know. I don't know if he's commented at all. Um, yeah, he's certainly one of the most talking about boosters and, right. and, and and graduates who are closely aligned with the athletic department. Um, he is kind of you know to Maryland what Phil Knight is to University of Oregon. Yeah. Um, maybe not as entwined business related wise, but yeah, they, he started in Maryland. He's based in in Baltimore. Um, we'll be interesting to see if he has anything to say. Um, it does feel as though there, th- that we haven't heard the end of this. You know, we're, we're hearing reports that, that players, players are, are right. walking players out. Players are walking yeah. out. Um, boosters are tremendously powerful in this world, and if there are enough of them who are upset, you know, who knows if, if this is a decision that changes a little bit moving forward or if DJ Durkin's tenure becomes untenable. Um, I don't, one, yeah. other, one other thing, I mean, the strength coach who came out of this, in my opinion, looking the worst out of all the people employed by the university, he got a $315,000 package uh, when he left, which is you know, two-thirds of his salary. Um, there is maybe a case to be made that, you know, because the university and, and the athletic department specifically is struggling so much for money, that letting DJ Durkin go was going to be expensive. You would have to agree to some settlement. You'd need to hire a replacement. Amazing with the findings in that report that you could not dismiss for cause. Well, let me. And that's it. Happens so rarely in college yeah. football. I can't even. You can count on the one hand the number of coaches who have been fired for cause, not just because of the legal headache that's going to follow because of that. You know, there are athletic directors who are afraid that it's going to hurt their next hiring. You know, that a, that a good college coach isn't going to go to a place that didn't stand up for its coach. Uh, as dumb as that sounds, that is a that is the thinking of a lot of athletic directors. Yes. Yeah. Let me add that. Well, first of all, the 19-year-old Jordan McNair is the one mm-hmm. who died. His father, Marty McNair, said, quote, I feel like I've been punched in the stomach and somebody spit in my face. So I, I can't imagine what they're yeah. thinking right who, who now. Can't, who can't feel for him and, and understand exactly what he's going through? And, and, and how many parents out there are going to be willing to send their, send their kids kid. to, to play for this guy? Right. That's and, what I'm saying. When you think about, oh, financial hit and, oh, they won't get a good coach. What about the best players? If I'm sitting, if I'm the parent of a good player, how does this guy come into my living room and repeat the words he said at the McNair coffee table, I'll take care of your son? Yeah. How does he say it again? You can't. We need to reiterate something. And yes, we all know football is a rough and tumble sport. There's no question about it. You got to prepare for it. The hits are hard. I get all of that. But it's a game. It is a game, period. Especially, like, at the, especially at the college level. At college, these are not professional athletes. This is a game. What here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, these are kids. Yeah, it's. I, and you yell at a kid, keep going, keep going, keep going. A coach is yelling at you, keep going, and you're you know, making fun of you. You're going to keep going. You're afraid you lose your scholarship. You're afraid you lose your right. starting spot. You're afraid whatever. You keep going. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah, and this is a Maryland school that was added to the Big Ten a number of years ago, primarily as a TV money grab. Mm-hmm. They don't even see the full amount of, of Big Ten money sharing until I think next year, maybe a, a year yeah, after that, in, even because right. it was phased in. Um, they're financially, you know, they're leaning heavily on student fees. They're leaning heavily on the 
on the on the institution itself to help balance the budget. Uh, they're at the bottom money wise in the Big Ten. Essentially, uh, it's a mess, and it's only going to get worse for a number of reasons. This wasn't a bad idea when this was scheduled earlier, the WWE event in Saudi Arabia, and then all hell broke loose because of what happened to uh, a reporter. Jamal Khashoggi. Yes, and uh, in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Uh, now, because of that, the WWE championship and the stars involved in this, many are dropping out. Yeah, they're staging an event in Saudi Arabia, and amazingly, women are not allowed to go, and this was being promoted. I don't know if you saw this bar. They were promoting this particular Saudi Arabia event at an event here that was just for their female stars. Yeah. And the crowd started booing when it was put on the screen. I mean, multiple things that people are not happy about here, and then when you add all in that the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund had planned to make a $400 million investment in Endeavor. Hmm. And now they're pulling out. You, you just, I, I know different companies, but there's there, there's money from the Saudis sprinkled across sports and entertainment. And you're wondering where the conversations were with different companies. Was there planned investments? You're looking to, exp everybody's looking to expand globally, but tough time to go stage this event in Saudi Arabia. As we're seeing across the business world, not just in sports, the, the companies out there and the people out there who have over the past couple of years aligned themselves very closely with the Saudi royal family are now kind of going through this reckoning. For now, it looks like the WWE event is still going to happen. There's yep. a there's a big tennis event, but an exhibition between Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal in December. Both those guys are being paid, I think, a million dollars to play a match down and there. Federer is skipping the event right Federer, now. Federer, right. he, he passed on the same thing. Um, that at least appears like it's still going to happen. Brazil and Argentina played a soccer game there, uh, I think, in October, a couple weeks ago. Um the sports is kind of a vehicle for for countries like that to to kind of push their their influence and also try to legitimize what they're doing. It wasn't so um, long, but you know, I was on the phone with one of the members of the royal family, sure. who was touring the U.S., sort of getting a a look at infrastructure of leagues, of teams, of facilities, meeting with folks all over the country in various sports to figure out how do we build this sort of infrastructure back at home. Mm -hmm. And, and there he had was, a lot of money to spend. There were going to billions of dollars in investment is, was going to be made inside of Saudi Arabia. But it's Friday, the crown jewel event. And again, one superstar is dropping out. Probably one of the biggest ones, John Cena. He's not going to go to it either. I'm waving my hand in front of my <laughs> face. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That's, all I, that's all I got for WWE. You know, I Listen, when I was young, I... I definitely did go to Madison Square Garden. I saw Andre the Giant. I saw the Iron Sheik. I saw Big John Studd. My favorite close but never win star, SD Special Delivery Jones. So you guys had Jimmy Superfly Snuka. It, <laughs> you guys had different superstars. You're going to tell me Bruno San Martino for you? No, no. In Detroit, we had oh, Bobo God. Brazil. Oh, God. In Detroit, we oh, had. Man, oh, man. This was great. We, we had, there were a lot of them, man. It was like Elbow McKenzie. Never heard of. See, anybody in Detroit knows exactly what I'm talking about. Was that just for Detroit? It, that wasn't a part of like the WWE or anything. No, no, no. This was years ago back when wrestling was wrestling. 
that's, that's the way it was back then. So, but we, I have good news and bad news. You're getting a contract. The bad news, it's the Detroit WWE. <laughs> You're going to get your first matches against the elbow guy. Oh, man. It's like, oh, you, there was so much. I don't even want to mention their, their certain moves because I don't. Any kids like listening. Like the sleeper? Yeah. See, don't do that. Don't kids. do the sleeper. The camel clutch? I oh I had a I had a oh boy a school my, kid. my friend once put a frog in my bed and I <laughs> no I, there was this, we were stupid kids no. and somebody did the sleeper move uh huh it was know. like this by the way you gotta push push from the back of the head and into the hand that's in the throat yeah and I'll then, show you of off air bar Medina record this no yeah thanks <laughs> I tried to do that I think when we were young because when I grew up it was all about like hacksaw Jim Duggan there you go and like I think it was like the Bumblebee twins yeah. and th- like all that kind of stuff Evan is so left out he has no he has idea no what's idea going what on and we're all doing this hacksaw the Jim fabulous I watched, I watched a lot of wrestling when I was young I loved it like you know obviously Hulk Hogan and Jim the Anvil yeah, Neidhart the Heart, the Heart Foundation brothers. Do you still, Medina, do you still watch? I don't watch, but I did go to a wrestling match at Barclays Center like about two summers ago. Mm. It was like the league right below the WWE. I forgot what the name was. But if it's on TV, I'll watch just for entertainment. And does, does the alignment with Saudi Arabia change the way you feel about WWE at all? Oh Asking boy! For opinion here, okay, get her I'm in trouble. I'm not sure. I'm not Don't sure. I didn't really think about it actually. So no, I plead the fifth at the moment. Did anybody ever go for the Mexicans? The lucha libre, the, the guys with the masks. Anybody? No, no? I see uh, that. Lu- that wasn't lucha that wasn't libre. Was right. Jack Black? I don't remember that. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> not what is it? Nacho libre was that the name of the movie? But yeah. Yeah, not yeah, it, was, it was named. It was came from Lucha Libre, right? Speaking of rough and tumble, anybody used to watch the old roller derby man back sure. in the day? Sure. Yeah. Women roller derby. I used to love Co-Mac it. Comac Arena, home of the Long Island Ducks hockey team. They had a roller derby. Man. How about Glow? They yes, used to gorgeous knock ladies the of wrestling. Yes, I used to watch that everybody. a lot too. There we go. I'm just looking at him. No idea. I really feel pre- like. Thank God he serves the I good. I really feel like the second half of this was in a different show because the entertainment portion he lacks. Okay, I want to lock this up. <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Mike Labar along with Scott Sashnick and Eben Noby Williams. Uh, Medina, why don't you tell everybody we're here every. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday. I, I screwed that one up. That's Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, for those who really want to know, exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. I know things. Nice. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, where podcasts are available. 